like a small boat. Welcome, welcome to the world according to Pookie and Nam. And I'm your host, Pookie. I'm Nam. Welcome to our show. I'm so glad you tuned in to us. Got some good news for you. Miss Stacy Abrams. Okay. Revenge is a dish best served blue. Okay. President-elect Joe Biden is the first Democratic presidential candidate to win Georgia in 28 years. And much of the credit for his showing here is going to someone who wasn't on the ballot, Stacey Abrams. Mm. Abrams, the 2018 Democratic gubernatorial candidate, has devoted years to expanding the electoral and boosting turnout in the state which had been reliably read for decades. Mm -hmm. That means decades, y'all. A long time of Republicans. For those of you who don't know, now you know. (laughs) Abrams lost the Georgia governor's race by 55,000 votes in an election marred by allegations of voter suppression. Instead of fading into the background, she climbed into the trenches. Mm -hmm. She didn't give up. She She formed an organization to register and empower voters. Okay. Wrote a book about voter suppression and co-produced an Amazon Prime documentary. Dang. All in the fight for democracy. She knew a lot. And you know what else? Her relentlessness, it paid off. No Democratic presidential candidate had won in Georgia since Bill Clinton in 1992. Although Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton came fairly close. But Biden got more than 2.4 million votes in Georgia, smashing Hillary Clinton's total by more than half a million. And on Friday, which is today, CNN projected he would win the state. So, we're going to catch them numbers a little bit later and see what's up. Mm Mm-hmm. Stacey has tirelessly worked to get Joe Biden and the Democratic National Convention to pay attention to Georgia, spending years of organizing and strategizing to make sure Georgians have their voices heard at the polls. All right. Said Miss Ufolt. And Miss Ufolt, if I'm if mispronouncing your name, say Ufolt, excuse me, of the New Georgia Project an effort launched by Abrams in 2013 to grow the electorate. We wouldn't be in that position we are in today without her leadership. Exactly. Abrams herself told CNN on the morning of election day that we have seen dramatic turnout among the communities that typically are not at the top of top mind for candidates. We have mm-hmm. seen them be That's engaged, true. be encouraged, and we have seen them turn out. That's for sure. We have. Three days later, she sounded gratified by the returns. All that hard work paid off. Exactly. She, Stacey Abrams said, my heart is full on Twitter. And in another tweet, she said, we are just getting started. All right. Georgia's demographics are changing. Georgia had voted Republican in eight of the past nine presidential elections. But explosive growth and changing demographics are expanding Democrats' base and turning the state purple. 
Republicans may no longer be able to count on the peace state. Mm -hmm. So leaders like Abrams, who has pushed Democrats to pay more attention to the state, have helped hasten the shift. Last year, Abrams her, and her former campaign manager wrote a 16-page document filled okay. with data and trends on Democratic voters in the state of Georgia. They described it as a blueprint for victory in 2020. With diverse growing population and rapidly changing electorate, Georgia is not a future opportunity for Democrats. It's a, it's, it's a necessity right now. Mm, that's true. It was. It's not only in Georgia, it's everywhere. It's in our state too. It's in we need to take some state. lessons from Stacey Abrams. That's and true. get out there and 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 get everybody voted because exactly. Democrats exactly. and Republicans, we you, you know, everybody need to be trying to vote. Everybody not trying. Everybody needs to be out here voting. Exactly. So, with one of the youngest and the most African American electorate of any competitive state, Georgia has demographic advantages that don't exist in other states. But everybody still need to get out there and vote. Exactly. Georgia also has a growing Latina population and booming communities in and around the Democratic stronghold of Atlanta. Mm -hmm. The state is shifting. Democrats have played a key role, but so have investments in recruitment, training, and support for candidates from minority communities. The New Georgia Project said last week it has registered about 500,000 new voters. That is and it plans lie. to continue knocking on doors. So we got to get out there knocking on. on them doors. Period. Just got to keep on knocking on those doors. But that's and a lot of people voters. Register. We have folks on the ballot who are in our community speaking with voters and putting forth policy initiatives that reflect the needs of people within our state. When people feel heard, they feel encouraged. That's true. And April Abrams has diversified the state politics. She graduated from Spelman College and Yale Law School and serves in the Georgia House of Representatives for over a decade. Seven years ago, she found the New Georgia Project, a voter registration group that has led grassroots efforts to reach and register potential new voters in churches, college campuses, and neighborhoods. After her narrow loss to Brian Kemp in 2018 race, which would have made her the first female African-American governor, Abrams launched her fair fight with funded and trained voter protection teams in 20 battleground states. It targeted young and minority voters and it educated them on the election and their voting rights. We owe Stacey Abrams our greatest gratitude and respect, says Susan Rice, uh -huh. who served as National Security Advisor during the Obama administration. Rarely does one person deserve such a disproportionate credit for major progress and change. Abrams' strong 2018 campaign and grassroots efforts have made her a rising star in the Democratic Party. And in 2019, she became the first black woman to deliver the official Democratic response right. to a State of the Union speech. Okay. We salute you, Stacey Abrams. And we thank you. Thank you. For being an example for the rest of us to follow. We'll be right back. Thanks for listening. I'm not your friend.
Welcome back to the world of Morgan Cookie and Nam. And we got some Billy Eilish for you tonight. She getting it in, yes. Go Billy, go Billy. What you got for us, Nam? Billy Eilish doesn't have time for haters. She's too busy releasing her new music. I know that's right. The 18-year-old artist dropped her song, Therefore I Am, on Thursday, November 12th. The fans couldn't help but wonder if she was sending a message to her trolls. In the corresponding music video, Eilish could be seen running through the empty mall and stopping at a number of fad f fast food places, including Webster's Pretzels, Chipotle, okay. Hot Dog on a Stick, and a Donuts and Coffee Shop. Okay. As fans may recall, the bad guy star was body shamed last month after a photo of her wearing a sp spaghetti strap top and shorts. Reversal, What's wrong with that? I don't know. Reversal her typical, as she That's puts it. That's my summer staple outfit. That's <laughs> 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 my summer. That, I mean, yeah. As she puts it, baggy clothes like anybody else would. Who cares? Spread online. Many followers were quick to come to Eilish's defense. And the five-time Grammy winner posted a video about normalizing real bodies. Mm -hmm. This wasn't the first time Eilish has been target either. In fact, she's addressed her critics several times before, including in her Not My Responsibility video. Yeah, you gotta normalize these real bodies. You no. know? That's what I was talking about that in another show. Now fans are wondering... Everybody's not a size zero? Okay, I'm sorry. Now fans are wondering if Therefore I Am is Eilish way of shutting down these shamers and reminding them that she's living her best life in her own terms. This clip must have represents the that she no longer cares about mean comments about her body. One follower retweeted, love mm -hmm. you, Billy. Another fan said, Therefore I Am by Billie Eilish, putting their haters in their place. Love it. Many listeners also shared how mm -hmm. Eilish inspired them. Yeah. I'm so proud of my girl, one Twitter user wrote. The way she takes the foods and eats it after the body shaming she revealed, yes. I'm inspired by the right woman, and I know she's inspired millions of women in the yeah. world. Never let anyone speak about your body. You just have to feel good. Love you, Billy. Yeah, she does. She shouldn't worry about them. She's so talented, and they need to quit that body shaming. But certain places in 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 America that you go, I won't say what state and what <laughs> city, but certain places in America, if you're not a size zero or a size one, then you're not nothing. Mm. Or at least that's what they think. But they need. We need to start. I said that in another show. We need to start seeing more women that are size. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine 10, 11, 12, 12 13, so 14, 15, and so on. You know, we, you know. Another supporter wrote, Loving Billie Eilish new track, Therefore I Am. The video is brilliant. Uh -huh. Throwing it back at the critics and the body shamers. Uh -huh. Loving who you are and rocking it out. You inspire me and millions more just by being yourself. Yeah, she's Thank real you. talented. Of course. Eilish lyrics also speaks for themselves in the song she drops verses like, Stop, what the age are you talking about? Getting my pretty name out your f mouth. Uh -huh. We are not the same with, with or without. Don't uh -huh. talk about me like you, how you might know how I feel. 
top of the world, but your world isn't real. Your world's a idea. What she said, don't talk about me like you know how I feel. <laughs> All right, but Miss Ines. What I don't get about most people, well, a uh -huh. lot of people, is why you have to yeah. but say they do something that. about somebody. They and do be that, so and rude. then some people can be this bullying. Yeah, that's what it is. It is. And, and I, I want to advise all of you young people out there that are listening to me. Don't be bullied by nobody. Love you. Love, love who yourself. you are. And if they don't like it, then they don't look. Then they don't need to look at you. Exactly. And also, if they messing with you on the on um, you know the internet. Yeah. I'm old school. <laughs> then just don't read what they say. Delete them. <laughs> Goodbye. And on that note, we'll be right back. Stop. What are you talking about? Get my pretty name out of your mouth. We are not the same with or without. Don't talk about me like how you might know I feel. Talk with the world, but your world isn't real. Welcome back to the world according to Mookie and them. And in Indiana, no charges for Indiana police officer who fatally shot Jason Reed during a foot pursuit. Mm. The Indianapolis officer who shot and killed a black man in May will not face any charges in the case, a special prosecutor announced. Wow. Dreshawn Reed, 21, was killed following a high-speed vehicle pursuit and a foot chase days after video of Ahmaud Arbery's death in Georgia ignited protests against systematic racism. On Tuesday, the special prosecutor assigned to the Reed case announced that a special grand jury did not find probable cause to indict Indianapolis Metropolitan Police Officer DeJure Mercer, who police said is also black. The special grand jury returned a no bill. This terms mean there is, ins no, there is insufficient evidence to mm. indict or accuse Officer DeJure Mercer of a crime. So they don't. They, there is insufficient evidence to indict or accuse Officer Dejure Mercer of a crime," said Special Prosecutor Rosemary Corey during a Tuesday news conference, appearing to hold back tears. The Indianapolis Metropolitan Police Department noted the result may be frustrating, but it hopes the city can move forward. It hopes the city can move forward. Improve the relationship between our officers so many and neighbors and bring us closer to heal the division change. in our Sister helps create internships for black men at Texas A&M. Oh, awesome. George Floyd is no longer with us, but his legacy lives on. Mm -hmm. Texas A&M, where Floyd played college basketball, will okay. now have 
an internship in his honor. Bridget Floyd, his sister and president of the George Floyd Memorial Foundation, okay. is in a state said in a statement, mm -hmm. "We are honored to launch the Be His Legacy internship in conjunct with Texas A&M University." She continued, "As we focus on communities, equality, education, and police reform, we are excited to have students interested in these areas help us move and." the work forward in honor of my brother George Floyd. The internship is for two semesters and will be for black male students to live and learn together in the university's African American male mentorship okay. program. That is living, awesome. Learning community. Good. Jason Douglas said the version of the Be His Legacy internship program mm -hmm. is to offer a one-of-a-kind experience of our black man interested in all aspects of civic engagement, education, and justice. Okay, cool. From voter engagement and education to PR and making and marketing to lobbying and fundraising. The internship, internship begins next January. Okay. And that's a really good thing. That is awesome. She's doing so good in honoring his up. memory. That is a wonderful thing. All the best. That's wonderful. And we'll be right back. Thank you for listening. Welcome back to the world according to Bookie and Nanny. And y'all know we all we're going through this climate change. The world watched as California and the Amazon went up in flames this year. But the largest tropical wetland on earth has been ablaze for months, largely unnoticed by the outside world. And you know who that is. Mm. South America. South America's Pantanal region has been hit with the worst wildfire in decades. And we all know that because South America is the lungs of the is the lungs of the world. Exactly. And uh, the blaze has already consumed about twenty eight percent of the vast floodplain that stretches across parts of Brazil, Bolivia, and Paraguay. They still they are still not completely under control. The fires have destroyed unique habitats, wrecked the livelihoods of many of the Pantel's diverse indigenous communities, but their damaging impact reaches far beyond the region. Wetlands like Pan, Pan, I'm sorry, Panato are Earth's most effective carbon sinks. Okay, mm -hmm. that's wow. that's what keeps the air clean. It's the lungs of the world. Ecosystems that absorb and store more carbon than they release, keeping it away from the atmosphere. At roughly 200,000 square kilometers, the Pantano compromise about three percent of the globe's wetlands and plays key role in keeping and you know keeping the air clean. Like I said, South America, we got to get a hold of this climate. Exactly. And and some it's of the changes, like so like, many things, climate change, you really can't. I mean, in some cases, it? you can't control. But the thing, but what we can control, control yeah. we need to control. Yeah, exactly. And so, um, it, you know, the it, it compromised three percent of the globe's wetlands yeah. and the carbon cycle. That's so that's messed up. When these carbon-rich ecosystems burn, vast amounts of heat-trapping gases are released back into the atmosphere, contributing to the greenhouse effect. Mm -hmm. 
The pantanal is very important for the planet. It has unique wild areas that are fundamental life to Earth on Earth. Okay, yeah. So we have to, you know, Brazil's National Institute of Space Research has detected more than twenty-one thousand two hundred fires in the in the Pantanal biome so far this year, a figure that is already sixty-nine percent higher than the full-year record from two thousand five. When the INPE recorded roughly 12,500 fires, there were 8,106 fires in September alone, more than four times the historic average for the month. That's, wow. that's, that's a lot. You know, the Pantanal is the world's largest tropical wetland. Mm, that's true. And wetlands like it are the Earth's most effective carbon sinks which absorbs and store more carbon than they release and so play a key role in mitigating climate change. Wow. Dang. So we really have to get... We, oh. I, I want to know how these... I guess, you know, just like fires start here. Yeah. So we well, know... Would, wait. We know what the... And, and you know, that region is, is home to a thousand of endangered... Or unusual species. There's some species species there that we that haven't even been recorded. Dang. They got some skin. You know what else they got there? They got some big bugs. Mm-mm. When I tell you big, they got spiders. No, not no, no. They got some, some spiders big as your head. I don't want to think about that. I can't imagine what because um and you know the area is home to thousands of endangered or unusual species. Including jaguars and other, you know, di- different things. Um, black caimans and I didn't know that, that and giant otters and, and macaws and it's you know that is interesting. It, it's it's bad too. It's True. that, that, that fire bad. and stuff is killing them. Ooh. But I'm telling you what, they got some big them them bugs. I feel like big. they get. Uh, no, no, I remember I'm, watching I the National Geographic. Not to cut you off, I'm back to them big old tarantulas. <laughs> oh no! Nah. Them people, them, the, <clears throat> but to some of the people there, you know, they eat them. It's like a delicacy. They say it tastes like shrimp. Well, that's what they said. They roasted it. They stuck mm-hmm. a stick in it and they roasted it on fire. They peeled back that hump and they ate the meat out of it and said it tastes like shrimp. Did nobody think about what they did. You know what I say? Find me some edible grass that I can eat. <laughs> some type of something, something. Not, a just, plant, something I can eat that ain't going to make me sick. That exactly. My body can digest. Exactly. And get nutrition from you go ahead with that. I take protein from a hole. <laughs> Give me some type of other protein. I think I eat a worm before I eat that. Uh, um, yeah. Mm, 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 mm. I yeah, would. Yeah, I eat yeah. it. I, I roast me a worm before I eat that. <laughs> but anyway, we got to get a hold. Of, we got to get a hold because it's all connected. As fires ripping through there, a pantano are an example of a natural disaster. And is exacerbated by the climate change while simultaneously making problems worse. Extreme weather events such as drought and floods are becoming more frequent and mm. more severe around the world. Why and the you got to be like no this exception. climate? So we need to take care of the climate, and and they need to have like I think some maybe some rangers. Do they like rangers? I mean not rangers, but I mean. 
How? I mean, I can see how the fires are starting to get dry in some areas and yeah, it exactly. ignite and stuff like that. But yeah, every all day, that water looks like about, they would have a pump. How about that every they can day pump they, that water out? I don't know. How about like every day they and go the out, fire and, out I guess. And, and, on the dry areas and water? It, well, that'll take a lot of time. But, like, but those fires did, I mean, they broke records. Dang. They broke records. Uh oh, hold up. Mostly man made. Uh-huh. While fires ignited by lightning, sometimes, that's what I said. I, th- I said by maybe it gets dry yeah, exactly. and it might ignite like that, or, or like they said, by lightning will hold up. Sometimes naturally occur uh, man made. And uh, he said this year's fires have mostly been caused by people. Uh- this despite the Brazilian government's ban on fires for a hundred I think what they're doing is setting them fires and them fires is getting out of control. Probably, yeah. They go to set a little fire and don't realize that, you know, whoosh! Oh, my goodness! Yep. You or know, like they walk away they for a few minutes it. and all of a sudden... But anyway, it still, it still does terrible a lot of damage. damage. Terrible gen- damage. And we gotta we gotta get a hold to that. We do. So our hearts go out to you. And we gotta take better care of this environment. Before we don't have an environment. And we'll be right back. Thanks for listening. People's Choice Awards will be handed out on Sunday, November 5th at 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time and Pacific Hello. Time. Voting for all categories run now through Woo-hoo. Friday, October 23rd at 11.59 p.m. Eastern Time on the PCA's website. And you know this. See the full list of nominees. The movie of 2020. Bad Birds, Bad Boys for Life. Birds of Prey. Okay. Extraction, Hamilton, Hamilton, Project Power, The Invisible Man, The Old Guard, and Trolls World World Uh Tour. The The Trolls World Tour. Okay. The comedy movie of 2020. Yes. Eurovision Song Contest, The Story of Fire Saga. Like a Boss. The King of Staten Island. The Kissing Booth 2. The Bur- the Lovebirds. The Wrong Missy. Okay. To All the Boys, P.S. P- I Still Love You. Okay. Bill and Ted Face the Music. The Action Movie of 2020. Bad Boys for Life. Birds of Prey. Bloodshot. Okay. Execution. Okay. Mulan. 
Project Power. Okay. Tent. Tenet. Tenet. We don't know how to pronounce that one. The old guy. And that was Extraction number four. Extraction. I don't think I've seen that movie. Anyway, drama, the drama movie of 2020. Hamilton. Okay. I'm sorry. Dangerous Lies. Uh-huh. Greyhound. Yep. I still believe. I do too, baby. The Invisible Man. Okay. The High Note. Yes. The Photograph. Okay. The Way Back. All right. The Family Movie of 2020. Okay. Do Little. Do Little. My Spy. Okay. Onward. Uh-huh. Scoob. Uh-huh. Sonic the Hedgehog. Yep. The Call of the Wild. <laughs> the Willoughbys. Trolls World Tour. Okay. The male movie stars of 2020. Chris Hemsworth. Jamie Foxx. Lynn Manuel. Mark Wahlberg. Robert Downey Jr. Tom Hanks. Vin Diesel. Will Smith. All right. Film, the female movie star of 2020. Bookie. Just kidding. Uh, I just thought I'd put that in there. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Camilla Mendez, Dangerous Lives. Charlize Theron, The Old Guard, Elizabeth Moss. The, the Invisible Im- Man. Issa Rae. The Lovebirds. Margot and Robbie. I mean, Margot Robbie. Birds of Prey. And the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. Selma Hayek, Like a Boss. Okay. Tiffany Haddish. Like a Boss. Okay. Oh, I ain't gonna do that, Kylie B. Kylie, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Don't get me. I don't do that no more. Okay, Vanessa Hutchins, Bad Boys for Life. The drama movie star of 2020. Ben Affleck, Issa Moss, Issa Rae, KJ Apple, Lynn Manuel Miranda, Russell Crowe, Tom Hanks, Tracy Ellis Ross. The common movie star of 2020. All right, David Spade, Issa Rae, Joey King. Um, Kenan Reeves, Noah Centillo, Pete Davidson, Selma Hyatt, and Will Ferrell. And to all the other nominees, we wish you all the best. And we're going to party with y'all Sunday night Woo! at 9. People's Choice Awards. Holla! You've been listening to the world according to Boogeyman. Y'all have a safe weekend. And remember, wrong mic, (laughs) cover your nose and wear your mask. You better.